Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Saul Bookman and Espo. Gerald Bourget is out on assignment today and will hopefully bring us some really cool stuff from JaVale McGee's event out with the D-backs this J- afternoon. Jug Life softball tournament, I Yeah, believe. so... Hopefully we'll called. have some news. From I'm that. not making that up. It is. Juggle Life a sponsor? Of us? No, no. But that's who's running the, the softball tournament. What, what's their brand? Like, what do they do? They're, they're a charity. It's, it's a water it's charity to oh, provide water. Yeah. Hey, it's, I thought it had to do with like the insane clown posse or something, but I did some research. Oh, it's, uh, I thought it was a replacement for <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Anyways, by the way, if you knew... If you knew the Lindsey Smith we know off air, uh, you'd be uh, you'd be having a quite the day. I'm I'm excited for this show. You'd be so happy. You could be so spicy you'd in be here so today. So spicy. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys feeling? Are you ready for all of this conversation? Uh, it's. I think this is going to be a unique uh, afternoon here on the program, both with the chat and with us in here. There's a lot to talk about and the interwebs were quite uh angry about things like today. when is it gonna stop i now feel like this has been non-stop never since the stop. minute we got bounced it, the only time it'll stop is when the suns have a championship parade and only on that day only on that day outside of that day it it just it, <laughs> it's a it's a beast that keeps feeding itself i mean it's a snake eating its own tail yep all right, we got more DA rumors that hit the socials these today. Rumors. I hear them every day. More rumors. Rumor has it. All right, so away. we had an article from Fox Sports say one league source is certain that Aiton will not be returning to Phoenix despite being a restricted free agent. He pointed to the Pistons as the likeliest landing spot, though a deal sending him to the Nets as part of a swap that moved Kyrie Irving to a third team was also thrown out as a possibility. The Pistons currently have $27.4 million in cap space, second only to the Orlando Magic that could open up as much as $47 millions. million, which means Detroit could potentially make Aiton an offer that the Suns simply refuse to match. Look, if, if it were like 30 league sources, say, but when I hear one... That could be one guy that's getting, like we talked about, fed bad information. It is bullshit season. You got to remember that right now. So that could be one guy getting one side of a story, you know, to to garner up interest. I mean, you got to remember Bill Duffy, Aiton's agent, also wants to make sure that there's interest in his client because he needs to get him a max contract either agreed on with another team or... Or convince the Suns that they need to pay that. So you need to make sure that there's interest and there's talk about him as well. So some of this has it could be coming from that side. It's all speculation. All of it. Nobody knows anything. We've confirmed that yesterday. It's doubled down today. Everybody's all over the place. Everybody has an inside source that says he is going to get traded. Everybody has an inside source that says he's not going to get traded. But I do know one thing. <laughs> oh, boy. What is it, Saul? There is one guy that is on his way to the Phoenix Suns. Roll the tape, Shane. Bumba Clyde. It's Kevin Durant. Let's go. Hey. Kevin Durant, if you come to the Phoenix Suns, my friend, you and I will have a fantastic time 
getting blazed here in the valley because I know you are very fond of the herb. And hey, our friends at OGs, Shane, camera, um, our friends at OGs, I got you. I, I You can have a lifetime supply, that is not confirmed, uh, <laughs> of OGs, I promise you. And, and buddy, I will take them. You know, I'll take one right now. There you go. There's a whole bag of it right here. Pass the duchy. Right? Oh, oh, there you go. Hey, right hey, right have a good time, huh? Did you see him with uh, David Letterman talking about uh, you know pot mm -hmm. and how yeah. much he enjoys it? And David Letterman goes, "When was the last time you were high?" And he looks straight into the camera. He goes, "I'm high right now." That's right, baby. <laughs> and I'm gonna join you right now, KD. Come to Phoenix. We have no judgments here. You can smoke all the weed you want as long as you drop forty a night. Nobody's gonna give a shit. Look, we'll get you your own strain if you're if you want that. Whatever you need, we'll make it happen, right? I mean, Josh Hunt in the chat already has a name for you, the Rasta Reaper. Hey let's go, <laughs> let's go. That OG Kush, let's go. I mean, you could come up with your own limited edition flavor. We've already got an in for you at OGs. We could hook it up with it with you there. There it is. Uh, which one did you guys just have? The pina colada. Pina colada. Pina colada. Mm, how exciting! Mm -hmm. That's their limited edition seasonal flavor that's out right now perfect pineapple and creamy coconut blend just in time for all your summer activities also kd if you come to phoenix this week you could join ogs and the phnx crew out at the maya day club let's not, that let's is not a, scare them away that, no 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 that is no. an open invite okay more, hey you can see saul and johnny and shaded swimsuits i don't i'm gonna i'm well, gonna I say i was trying listen, to be nice listen, to the phnx group but more it was like listen, hey old town see, we know you love that listen, place okay there you there go. are literally going to be uh hundreds of people out there that do not look like me <laughs> and i promise you it is <laughs> is a, a much much better scene than just me if you are looking at me the entire time or espo for that matter you have a problem there is much better things to look at i shane, promise you that shane behind the mac if you if you bring this if you try to sell yourself as okay. looking okay you look like an oreo missing the top yeah, piece. But, yeah, but, but when i take my shirt off it's distracting because of how great my dad bod is oh yeah so don't let me in <laughs> well, with the rest of the crew. what's no, no, no. paler the top dad bod dad well, bod is this right here get, baby get on camera shane what's What's uh, you know, what is paler, the top of your head, or or you without a shirt? On? Oh, oh my no, gosh! Not the face. Oh my god! He looks like the male version of Corella Deville. Oh no! <laughs> Don't bring your dogs to the pool party. Well, <laughs> like uh, Ellen DeGeneres was a man. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable, so I'm gonna tell you guys one more time that the pool party is on June 25th. If you go, I hope you have fun. I'm not going to be there. Aww. Um, sorry, but I think these guys will be a boatload of fun, arguing about whose dad bod is best and whose hair is best. So nobody's, you should come arguing. join the nobody's join the conversation. <laughs> or you could just check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com or on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can also find. Their products at your local dispensary. But just reminder, you have to be 21 years or older to purchase, okay? Josh <laughs> saying, don't know how anyone could take their eyes off of Saul's immaculate shins. It's true. Yes, it is. <laughs> Super those, sexy. Keep those pant legs down. Nobody, those... can, nobody can concentrate. All right, uh, let's, let's reel it back into some <laughs> real news here. So uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, Saul called in some favors last week. We got odds put up on DA's next landing spot. Since they went live, the Phoenix Suns were a plus 350 for DA. It was the lowest odds of all of them. They changed today to a plus 100. 
which means the odds got better in terms of the odds of him landing here in Phoenix next year. Um, or that's it just made that move that they adjusted. Listen, Vegas doesn't move stuff and DraftKings ain't moving stuff unless they have some pretty good information for it to jump. It went from, I think, 350 to now 100 mm -hmm. in a week. Um, I, that's a pretty significant jump. So I, I know why. They talk to DA's tattoo artist. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, though, you could say, because everyone's got sources, so why wouldn't DraftKings also have sources oh, behind course. the scenes? They're just not tweeting them out. They're using them to help adjust their odds, of right? Course. So I guess the question is, is whose source do you believe the most? ESPN, Fox Sports, Bleacher Report, or DraftKings? Or Gladys. Or Gladys. <laughs> Gladys is the leader in the clubhouse, but look... I, I trust the people that got the money that, that they're, you know, I always trust Vegas understanding the intricacies of what's going on. Now, these could shift multiple times before we get to the point where a sign and trade can happen. But right now, they obviously have something that's leading them to believe that the Suns are, are the favorite right now. Mm -hmm. But we know Vegas had the Suns as a favorite to win a championship and that didn't happen. That's so true. things can change. Yeah, but some things are out of the Suns control. <laughs> Or, I mean, I don't know. This one's more a conspiracy theory, I think, but I don't Ooh, really know what goes on behind the scenes when it comes to, like, sports betting. Could it also just be trying to encourage more people to take a bigger gamble on another team at better odds? It could. Maybe. Because maybe everyone's just picking the Suns. Yeah, if most of the money's going towards the Suns, of course, I think Because that, is, that can move the odds, too, right? It's just more well, people are, are placing bets on that particular resident, one. Uh -huh. there, is, there is no amount of money that can move it in one day from 350 to 100. That just does, that, that, that's crazy. I mean, okay. unless somebody, unless there's like multiple big dogs throwing millions of dollars on it, that's just so much money and so much shifting. I doubt that happens. DeAndre Aiden putting money on himself. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I know where I'm going. Shit. I mean, that's, if you, if you I had, mean... if you were like best friends, with an athlete, would you ask for like, hey, hell yeah, hey, let me get I'm some. I'm pretty sure that's some, where you uh, can get yourself in some trouble though at some point. Insider trading, does that count? In, like, like, if I saw DA in the grocery store, I'm like, dude, come on, man, like for real. Like, I need to make some scratch. Help me out, man. Let me, let me, let me, uh, let me pay for for a trip for myself. Come on now. I mean, I would too. Cheerson said we can't hear Shane when he talks. So, oh well, that's a bonus. But basically, <laughs> so if you couldn't hear Shane, basically what he said, there is no amount of money realistically unless you had a whole bunch of people drop millions of dollars in the last 24 hours that would move the odds from 350 to 100 so that theory is basically by shane standards not possible it's probably realistically more so the source side of things True. beside behind the scenes information but if you want to get in on the action download the DraftKings sportsbook app right now and use promo code phnx when you sign up New customers can bet $5 on either NHL team to win their game and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Stanley Cup Finals. You have to be 21 or older, Arizona only, new customers only, minimum $5 minimum deposit, eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Also, um, big time draft party tomorrow. With that being said, when we start at 445, you're going to want to get there ASAP because we will give you all of our picks for uh, NBA draft night in terms of what to bet on, what not to bet on, what to stay away from, all the fun. So 
uh, join us, please, at 445 Sharp. Yeah, and we'll have Shane's microphone working so you can get some good gambling advice uh, we will. as well. So. All right. The next thing that hit social today was an article uh, from ESPN that had a lot of things about James Jones and his approach to the draft. Now, I know we all have big feelings, but Espo, I think I'll give you the floor first to kind of give us the cliff notes first and then kind of start the conversation. Quite a long article. And the premise, I mean, you can tell from from the headline is basically <laughs> the Phoenix Suns are going to win the draft by not caring about it because they they have an approach that in the article they admit their big board, if they went through the process of making a big board, it would be six or seven guys that they actually like. They're looking for value that can help right away, guys that aren't based on potential but can handle something, can handle winning and helping win now, Right. So that's that's his approach. The article also talks about having only 14 scouts uh, on on staff. James talks about having a win now mentality, that that's all he cares about, that you should always be in win now mode as a general manager. And you shouldn't be, uh, you know, he basically poo poos the idea of a rebuild. You should never be going into that uh, kind of talks a little bit about the uh, OKC strategy says, hey, Good on them, but I wouldn't do it, is is his approach and, and shares his thoughts on all that. This caused a stir because people are like, well, how can you just ignore the draft? And uh, I don't feel like he's saying he's ignoring the draft. I don't feel like that's the approach. It's, some people can read it that way, and I understand if that's that, the way you took it. But to me, you people in industries are looking to be disruptors, right? They're looking for an advantage over competitors. What's one of the highest coveted, uh, you know, commodities right now in the NBA? Draft picks. We we saw it with the Sixers and OKC. Even the Suns tried to go down that path. Teams have a very very high value on draft picks. I think what James Jones is saying is I'm okay dealing those if I can get commodities that are more proven than a guy I'm I'm just basing potential. They even talked about you can't say the word potential in their meetings like it's not allowed they don't believe in looking at a guy's quote-unquote potential so i'm okay with this approach i agree with the win now mentality and i think what they're trying to do is look people value these draft picks we'll use them as as ways to get uh, get guys landry shamit obviously people feel a certain way about landry but they were trying to get a guy that could come in and compete rather than a guy that with the 29th pick that it's like, okay, total crapshoot. They leverage draft capital to get CP3 as well. Like, I don't have a problem with what James Jones said. I'll let you guys weigh in, and I have some other thoughts, but where are you guys sitting on this? The only problem I have is when you do miss, right? Um, there was – listen, Jalen Smith wasn't even a twinkle in anybody's eye the year that he was picked, and there were some – some viable options there that you could have had to really supplant and help out what you ultimately had a need in, which is the backup point guard position in Tyrese Halliburton. When you miss on something like that and you miss on Desmond Bain and you draft somebody that's not even on the team anymore, that's when you start to get questioned about your decision-making in regards to this. Like you have to do your due diligence. And this is where I would disagree a little bit with what James Jones's approach is, is you have to do your due diligence and understand what 
is out there and what the possibilities could be, you might fall in love with a guy that's cool. You took a gamble on Cam Johnson. It worked out. You took a gamble on Jalen Smith. It didn't work out. To, 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 to his point, though, and I will say this, with those two examples right there, you see how much of a crapshoot the NBA draft is. So why, in his mind, dedicate so many resources like the rest of the NBA does to having all of that, um, at, you know, all those expenses and all that at your disposal when it's, it's, it's a gamble either way? I can kind of see both sides of this thing. I don't agree with it. I think you should always exhaust all your options but this is a different way that he wants to approach it and as the gm uh, he can make whatever decisions he wants i still think they're doing their due diligence on guys it's not like they're just like oh screw it they're just taking a different approach in the way that they're scouting guys too that they don't feel a game in in november against you know lesser competition for a guy in the pac 12 is going to show them what they need to know if he could if he can compete at a higher level. So why have these guys on the road uh, constantly for some of these meaningless games when you can watch a lot of it in per, or, uh, you know, on film too, and they, they can be around the team and understand what Monty Williams is pushing in practice, what they're looking for. I don't mind a different mindset to it. You know, I don't mind a different approach as far as more virtual scouting as far as like sending a guy over for basically the whole year to Europe or somewhere else. I get that perspective, but like, I do think you have to have at least a good amount of people who are watching these players so that you don't miss as big as you did with like the Jalen Smith pick. Right. I think that's, that's, I think because of the time that we're in currently with Jalen Smith being basically just tossed off this year in comparison to the other people that they passed on, it's like, well, maybe if you had put a little bit more time and emphasis in it, you would have gotten one of those players instead. And I'm just as a, like a general thought, like I'm not not worried about this. Like it's not something that's making me have a full on meltdown. But at the same time, I understand the idea because I think he wrote in the article, they said something like a pick is essentially a player. Mm-hmm. But different players can bring in more value than other players. So trading a number 12 pick compared – or Devin was 13, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Trading a number 13 pick is completely different than trading Devin Booker three to four or five years into his career. I get that, but their point is they're not ever going to be in the mentality to spend resources on trying to help a guy like Devin get to where he got because – what happened and how he got there in his case was playing on a lot of bad teams and getting a lot of minutes to be able to work shit out is what it came down to. And if you read the article, I feel like James is saying you know, that that's not an, a path they're willing to go down with a young guy. Either you're ready to come in the league and contribute or we're not going to sit here so and we don't believe wait in for potential. That's what this no, sounds yeah, like. He doesn't. That's what the organization mindset right now is. We're not gonna. We're not gonna sit here and try to develop for four or five years. And you bring up the well. If they had a bigger staff, maybe they wouldn't have swung and missed on Jalen Smith. Okay, there was a Suns GM that had seventy plus people on his staff. Lance I mean, Blank. This is fair. He's a guy that wouldn't draft Kawhi <laughs> Leonard with the fourteenth pick because the dude's sweating his suit. 
Like he had seventy plus okay, people but in his basketball. Okay, like that's a whole nother but, but can look, of beans that you could go into that are problematic. But that's what the draft is like. Is it's these little things that they think, oh, I've got the advantage. I understand this guy because of this or that. Well, then and, maybe that's the time to sit back and look in the mirror and become more self aware well, of your bias. But that's also pro- the problem. Like if we all remember the movie Moneyball, for those of you who haven't mm-hmm. seen it, I'm sorry. Um, you know, it, it basically is a bunch of crusty old scouts sitting talking about can't miss prospects or or there's even a, a part of that scene where where the guy literally says well he's got a hot girlfriend so that's why he's a, he's got confidence because of that like that how that somehow translates to him being a good ball player like there are gms out there that think in weird fucking stupid ways and you could have all the scouts in the world and all the information at your disposal at the end of the day it's up to one person to make that to decision and it's it. and it's always a crapshoot you don't know what's no. going to happen listen Half of us were completely wrong about DA. Half of us were right. Half of us were, you know, wanted uh, Luka Doncic. Half of us wanted DA. Half of us are right. Like, and in hindsight, everybody's right because we all know that maybe Luka would have been the better better option right now. But there's no way to know that in the moment. You just don't know. So, yeah, I I get I get where James Jones is coming from. Like, why why risk as, as many resources and and money? on on a crapshoot if i'm not sold on any particular player i think he goes more off of feel himself and i think he he watches some tape i'm sure and he gets these prospects in the door and if he feels one he's like okay i'm gonna see if i can pull the trigger and get him if not no big deal that's why he says six to seven prospects typically are on their board and that's about it well and look we we've spent the decade before the james jones era living in draft purgatory it was always about potential. It was it was always about where can this guy get? How can we get in the top of the draft to get this kid who might be this? Mm-hmm. And it, it didn't get you anywhere. And there's so many teams that go through that, right? And look, Sam Presti is the guy that is like beloved by you know all the basement boys, the the guys that are, are the 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 stat nerds. Everybody loves Sam Presti, right? Look at what he's doing. He's so smart. He's breaking the game. He's basically loading up on the NBA version of scratch tickets, hoping he scratches off a million dollars and wins. But you know what's happening right now? A lot of losses. They traded a lot of massively talented guys to try to acquire these these luck, this this ticket to try to win something. It's there's no proof that that works either. You're hoping that on hope that you get that guy. Okay. OKC literally is probably the perfect picture of of the good and the bad of this. They literally drafted three guys and they all are going to be Hall of Famers in uh, Kevin Durant, James Harden and Russell Westbrook and had them all on the team. And that lasted one season to the finals where they were all kind of at their peak. And then the whole thing fell apart. They traded, they traded away Harden. They traded away uh, Kevin Durant forced his way out as a free agent. And then Russell Westbrook, as we know, is not there anymore. Like. So, so there's a good and a bad side to all of this. Like, so I, I get. Yeah, but you could also look at the Warriors and be like, look at what they did. They drafted majority of their team, and they've got so many championships. But then you could also look at the Miami Heat, who did not do that, and they got LeBron, and they got um, uh, Bosh to come in with D D Wade, and they added all these pieces. James Jones being one of them, and he lived that situation, and I could see how he could be, uh, you know, impressed 
by Pat Riley and company and how they put that together right. and not really mm -hmm. wanting to toil in misery waiting for development. And you bring up the Warriors. That's the that's the pro, that's the top of the mountain example, right? So it can be but done. Look, but look at all the bodies all going all the way down the mountain that never got there that tried this. The fair. Kings have tried this for like two <laughs> decades now and they're still suffering because yeah, of it. Yeah, but the Kings are like, you can't even put them in the conversation what, because what the Kings the, are like literally hurting themselves. They screw themselves over time and time again so you can't play okay. in the draft for their own mistakes. Outside of Kobe, when have the Lakers ever done that and they're um, one of the winningest franchises? Right, like there's 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 examples on either side. What I like True. about it is James Jones is saying, I understand the draft is never going to be my strength uh, at all, but I know how to. I, I believe I know how to pick guys and find talent in other ways. And right now, when you look at it, the three seasons he's been at the head of it, you saw massive progress, and it ain't no bubble run. A finals run, and then the best record in the NBA. And everybody's sour because we saw a massive collapse in round two, but the process, his, his approach to it, has been working. This offseason is what we're going to judge James Jones by, not some comments he made to ESPN about the way he looks at approaching things yeah. and how he doesn't value draft picks. Which I was going to say, if James Jones can find a way to create like the Miami Heat big three, if you will, here in Phoenix, then okay. Kevin Durant. You do whatever you got to do, boo. If you get KD here to play with, with Devin Booker and Chris Paul, all trust in you. you yeah. do, Look, you I do. don't even you need do KD. You, boo. You, you get me a championship however you get it. I don't care. Exactly. I don't, I don't care if you literally sell the draft picks for coupons to go eat at McDonald's. I don't give a shit what your approach is as long as you bring a title. I mean, that's fair. That's I guess... I guess we'll find out here shortly. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I'm okay with it. But the the thing that James Jones that I don't love is that, okay, you drafted, you in back-to-back -back years, you had two misses. Jalen Smith, and I'm going to say last year's pick two. Because you traded that for Landry Shamit, and he didn't do shit. Like, and then you doubled down on that, that Landry Shamit sham, for lack of a better word, by giving him a, a, a deal that was unnecessary. It was just unnecessary. So like, don't double down on your mistakes. And I feel like he got rid of Jalen Smith thinking that he was not going to be part of this future. Cool. And he got in return two pieces that ultimately didn't really contribute to this team. So you've got to be better than that. If you're going to execute it at this level, because now instead of taking a flyer on a, on a young player, hoping that maybe in a year or two or three, they could find some success you're taking a flyer on a veteran and then double downing and they're equally as bad, if not worse. But that's that's the key to any of these plans is you got to hit. You got to execute it. And his you, plan, his plan seems like he thinks that it's more of a guarantee that he can find a veteran that can contribute because of obviously their track record of success than going with somebody that's never played in the NBA, which I do understand to a degree. But Landry Shamit would be the opposite of what that is. Look, well. One year. All right. I, I get that. Uh, you know, but to me, I look at this and the world is all about disruptors. Netflix looked at Blockbuster and said, yeah, that's that's the way it's done. Right. But mm -hmm. we're going to come in and try something different. Right. We're going to approach this and try to find where the weakness is in the current model and exploit it. That's what you do. 
right? That's that's it, there's it's all around us, right? Even we're one of those. We're looking at the marketplace and traditional media and going, where can you exploit that? You find those areas and you try to you try to hammer at it, and that's what I think James Jones but is doing. Do you really think this is this is, would be considered like a disruption? Yes, because because you just pointed out to the Miami Heat doing it, the LA Lakers yeah, or Los Angeles but, Lakers doing it, like. If, it, if we have examples to pull from, then it's not in the current NBA. I think it's more of a disruptor than the than the natural. And you're not doing it from an L.A. standpoint or Miami standpoint where it's a, an automatic free agency destination. Right. So uh, so I think it's a, I think it's a unique approach that usually doesn't happen here. There's some comments in the chat right now, which some I think are pretty are good. Funny. Some of them are really fun, <laughs> funny. Um, I want to get to Kev real quick. He says, I feel like. People don't give Shamit credit for what he did do. Um, and did he do enough? Probably not. But he did come in and help in some clutch situations. And he also did help fire us up at times. This is fair. Um, I, I just... maybe he I brought I in to hit threes. He wound up hitting is, at the average he used. Did he do enough to become... For all of us to be okay with the fact that he was... He got an extension before he even played. Leave the, no. leave the that, extension. I think okay, that's leave the, the hard extension part, part out of it. But you can't because he did it before oh, he even set foot on the hold court. Hold on. But to me, if we're talking about what his strategy is, like like this article it's talks about. It's a good about, contract because does, it is it does help when down the road when you're trying to move him and match Not salaries. just that. What you're looking at this is, was the 29th pick going to provide you more than Landry Shamit did this year. And I think the answer is very unlikely that it would have. So mean, that's that's, that's the approach that he's talking about here. Can I get a guy that can provide more than what I'm going to get at that pick in this moment because it's win now time? Rick James Rick says James no because no, they, they could have drafted, drafted Herb Jones. Jones. Damn, that would have been nice. But again, this is the, it's, this is that is the, the stuck between a rock a and a hard play situation. Freaking crapshoot. If they if they take there's always a guy that everybody points to, right? When it's the second round or the end of the first. Look, this guy. And there's like four hundred other guys that have been taken in that slot that never make it in the league. But that's like, what I'm saying about kind of going back to because there was one of the comments in this article that I feel like everyone lost. Their minds over was him talking about Devin and then how there were 50 other okay. skeletons that and maybe we wouldn't really... have taken Devin had I been here at that point in time. And I think that was what made everyone be like, WTF, That JJ. quote was weird. Like, WTF. Okay. That, that one was weird. I'll, I'll give that. But that's what I was saying in the beginning is that, you know, a number 13 draft pick is not as valuable as a Devin Booker. But you, well, and it sometimes... depends in the moment. If Devin Booker... if. If the Suns were were trying to win a championship the year that they drafted Devin Booker, right, and that was the main goal that year, a veteran would have been more valuable than yep. Devin Booker in that situation yep. because Book didn't even play. People forget he didn't even play the first half he of the didn't. year because Hornacek didn't have enough trust in him to put him on the court. They go into full tank mode, and they're just playing young guys, and Booker comes in and scores a lot. He never would have made it on the court if you're actually in win now mode, which is James Jones' mindset. That's the part of this that I don't think people are really thinking through is does that pick in the current moment help you more than the guy you could potentially and add to the And roster? that's what James Jones is saying is like, listen, Devin Booker would not play on this year's son's team if he as was the rookie. third as a rookie. He just yeah. wouldn't. Like they needed they need other contributive parts. 
um, rather than what they have right now. And so he's saying, you know, of course, the time he got to the Suns, Devin Booker had gone through a lot of that bullshit. He's worked out a lot of those things, some of his flaws. You get a good coach and you got a good GM in, in the fold, and now things start to pick up and you're on a, uh, a, an upward trend as opposed to what the Suns really were for the longest time, which is just a laughing stock for basically a decade. And okay. and and Booker was was really the beneficiary beneficiary of such shitty teams and such poor draft picks from the previous regime. You know, everybody wants to talk about Ryan McDonough. Um, you know, he had three solid picks and DeAndre Aiden, um, Jay, um, sorry, Mikhail Bridges and and book and, and book. Yes. Um, outside of that, there were some horrendous misses. Well, look, like, and we've all heard it. And I reported this on the old show. Mikhail wasn't his pick. He wanted he had a trade lined up for Shea Gildress Alexander that he wanted to pull the trigger on and was told no. And that they had to make a deal work for for Mikhail Bridges. So giving him credit on that one's even difficult. Although well, Shea Gilders Alexander yeah, I mean, would have been a, a hit too. Yeah. But. yeah. Okay. So my question is then, how much longevity does this this mentality or this approach have? Realistically, if you say we want to win now, so we're not going to mess around with the draft really at all. Maybe 20% of our energy goes to the draft. And you don't get another superstar on your team like KD. And we run it back with all the same players we have now with messing around on the fringes. How long do you think we can be successful and or is that enough to win a championship? I think you find out this offseason. Because if you get an if you get an answer to your backup point guard position, then that window can be open longer especially if it's a guy that could replace cp3 look there's i think this is sustainable for a long period of time if you make the right moves you know 60 70 percent of the time right but that's tough that pat riley always hit like that the lakers had the benefit of everybody wants to play in la yeah. What's the sun's advantage? How do you convince people to come to Phoenix other than Saul offering them pot? Also, and Miami also, is also like LA. A lot of people want yeah, to go live in yeah, Miami. Yeah, that, so what, two of the top teams that we look to as examples, we are not that. But 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 I would argue that that Phoenix in the winter is like that. The uh, only yeah. problem is that is your owner like that. Like yep. the the difference between Miami and LA is they have no problem throwing a they lot said, of money Here's a at blank a, check. basically do what you, you know what i mean do. like and and every time you hear a rumor about oh the lakers are going to go after lebron oh the lakers are going to go after westbrook or oh they're going to like they usually come through on it because they're they're just shrewd like that and they're able to make those deals does this ownership group have the ability to do that and that's what changes the game a little bit when it comes to james jones it's all well and good if you want to operate like the big dogs but do you have the mindset of those big dogs and do you have the resources of those big dogs. And I would argue that you do not right now, currently, as it sits. Fuck, we're talking, we're literally talking about we might trade Cam Joss. Now, I know this was a, a, a kind of an erroneous report, but if that was even remotely true, that the thought was to trade Cam Johnson to save money so they could pay DA, what in the fuck are we yeah, doing? And also Joe Johnson. Like, Joe Johnson's also a case of that. Like, they just didn't want to pay him. Like, like, so these are the things that you have to compete with 
as opposed to what the Miami Heats and the L.A. Lakers of the world have to compete And it's also reputation that you're competing against as well, because even though you say you've changed, how many people genuinely believe you've changed? I think they look at at the front. uh, They look at James Jones. They look at Monty Williams. They look at CP3 book. And and they have a level. Players have a level of trust in that. Yeah, but from more. An art, but more than it, more than it's ever been. With but this is ownership. it enough? I don't know. That's the big question we have to find out because I don't think it's the flaw. I don't think James Jones' plan is the flaw. It's can he execute based on these factors that we're talking about, and is one of those factors going to be a big part of it for the long run? Or is somebody else coming in? That's another shoe that has to drop this offseason that changes all of that. I'll as tell well. you, I'll tell you what, and this is the slippery slope that James Jones is on. We're talking about not we're not drafting draft picks because you don't you don't find value in it. But then let's just say, you know, devil's advocate. Let's say DA does find another team to go play on, right? And you had him in the fold. You could have paid him his money and you could have kept him, but you didn't, and you let him go. Here's the risk you're taking. If DA goes somewhere else and he absolutely balls out and he's exactly what we hoped he would have been here, then now you've put put yourself in another corner that you don't trust players or you don't think that your development team is good enough to get the most out of other players that maybe are in that threshold to where you have an opportunity to go get them because James Jones is basically saying he wants – more of a sure thing instead of the draft picks. So in down the road, he might go after somebody who has like a DA instead of being the one that's giving up a DA and you have to hit on those. So if you don't want to pay, pay DA now and he leaves and he succeeds, other players around the league will also look at that and be like, what the fuck was Phoenix thinking letting DA go? That's crazy. Well, and that, I think this is a blind spot for Jones, right? I don't have any, I don't have any inside info on this. But my guess is he may have been one of the voices in the room that wanted Luca, right? Because he was in that room during that draft. McDonough made the pick, but but James Jones was in there. We've seen how when people dig in that I was right about something and they can't get mm-hmm. past that, right? Maybe that's part of what's going on here, and it's a blind spot when it comes to to DA for James Jones. I don't know. There's a human element that comes into all this that makes it real easy to screw up a great plan if you if you take a few missteps because of ego or other reasons too. There's all sorts of things that come into play with this. I had something I was going to say when you brought up the DA thing, but now I can't remember. Oh, sorry. Uh, I do want to address one other thing in the chat real quick. OTDA uh, says he's a Pacers fan. Uh, but a uh, basketball lover, do y'all entertain or flat out agree to a Miles t- uh, Turner and number six for DA? Um, I can ask you that uh, in two words. Fuck no. Look, I if this trade had been at the deadline and it was Sabonis in number six or Sabonis in their and their pick, I knowing what I know now, I probably pulled it. Oh back. hell no, Sabonis is so overrated. You know what's gonna be so funny is tomorrow when we're on our live draft show and James Jones trades into the draft, like in the top 10. But I, I'm going to laugh my butt but off. But that's Again. the other thing. He's not saying he won't draft. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm just saying, like, with the timing of this article oh, yeah. being the day before the draft and then being like, hey, like, yeah, the draft is cool. It's just not our number one thing. And then all of a sudden they're in the top 10 tomorrow. I'm going to laugh my butt off. It's going to be yeah, hilarious. But that would mean one of their... Uh, 
six guys on their on their micro board uh, are uh, are there. I so. guess so. <laughs> One of those guys they okay, love. Okay, so a lot of people in the chat are saying Flex tweeted. What's with Flex's tweet? Yeah. It's I, I don't know what it is. It's a it, gif of a guy looking through a fence, kind of smiling. Yeah, but 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 it's uh, I think Kyrie Irving had tweeted that same thing earlier today. Oh, he did. And so Flex, I think, is either implying that Kyrie is up to something, um, which could ultimately lead to KD. Or what? I would love to hear what the chat thinks that this means because everybody's been. What do you guys think? Give us your best uh, theories on what this Uh, tweet means. Are you really asking me? You know what I think. I mean, Kyrie's on the move, which means KD's on the move, baby. He's coming to the Suns. Let's go. (laughs) Hey, Bumbaclat, come over here and smoke all the weed you want, man. I was asking more the chat (laughs) because, yes, I did know exactly what you were saying. (laughs) <laughs> OGs. It's all just an ad for OGs. That, look, look, we're going to be so disappointed when KD gets traded somewhere else. We're going to go through all this. <laughs> Listen, if KD gets traded at all, uh, at all, then I very much am going to be pissed. <laughs> like, I, I am going to hedge my bets that KD is not going to go anywhere, but... You know, That's what know. you're actually putting your money on? No, he's coming to the Suns. But if I had to say another option, he's going to stay in the Can you the talk Nets. to your friends at, at DraftKings and get them to put the odds on this? Oh, hell yeah. Let's, I think we need KD and DA, we're putting all of our Let's money go. on their uh, next landing spot. How exciting. This, listen, Sunsdom, I just made up a word, uh, <laughs> is very much trying to manifest this. And I will be the flag bearer for this cause. I promise you. I mean, I'm not mad at it. I'm I, I hope your manifestation works. So I can really be do. your hero, baby. All right, it's time for some <laughs> screenshots presented by Arizona Department of Health Services. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. First up, we got a lighthearted screenshot for you guys. This was posted by the Phoenix Suns. Bismack Biombo met with the Pope to talk about the Bismack Biombo Foundation and humanitarian efforts benefiting people in the Democratic Republic of Congo. And Bismack said, just being able to be in the presence of the Pope, I think it's a blessing. This now means the first day of free agency at midnight. I'm at Bismack Biombo's house offering him a deal because you need all the good luck or or juju or whatever you want to call it that you can get. And he now met met the Pope, and some people believe that's a, a big deal and a good sign. So bring him back. We need all the luck we can get. I mean, for me, this is just I think it's a nice little post, and I'm very proud of Bismack Biombo for all of his efforts that he's doing within his charities and you know, like the hospital that he donated his entire salary to this year. I just kudos to that man because he's he's doing important work and that's a positive. Somebody's got to do it. Sorry, I'm very much distracted by a tweet by Mark Gunnels. What is it? It says, don't be surprised if KD ends up in Phoenix to form a big three with CP3 and oh, Buck. Who tweeted? Who tweeted? <laughs> Mark go. Gunnels. Who's that? Uh, he is uh, <laughs> a, a Lakers guy, Lakers Nation betting expert. Oh. oh. Betting expert. <laughs> okay. So th- now the betters are, are the new Woges. I'm you, All right. Okay, I'm talking to DraftKings tonight. We're going to get some odds. <laughs> I want I want to see it. I want to know. I mean, let's do it. Okay, our next AZ Health screenshot from... John Gambadoro said, it is that time of year and you are seeing a boatload of rumors regarding the Suns and trades. I would say rule out anything in which you see 
Malcolm Brogdon or John Collins coming to Phoenix. Yeah, and we had talked about it, the John Collins thing we didn't think was a fit, so that makes sense. And I'm sure the Malcolm Brogdon piece of this is they're afraid of the injuries. We talked about that in uh, on Trade Machine Tuesday yesterday, that there is that injury question. And if you just don't feel the medicals line up, you're not going to pay a guy $22 million. So I'm sure that's part of it. But if they wind up with Eric Gordon instead of – Malcolm Brogdon and spending that same kind of money, I might have some feels about it if it happens. Uh, you know, the way I kind of take this is just that, you know, it, it's, I don't know, it's kind of just whatever. Like it, it, Malcolm Brogdon, the whole thing with Malcolm Brogdon, I didn't really see that anywhere necessarily. I actually thought that it was just a smart move. Yes. Like if the Suns were going to go after a particular player, why not Malcolm Brogdon? He seems to fit the mold of what they like. So go after some sensible guys that might be gettable. And I know Malcolm Brogdon is gettable right now, and the Pacers have said so along with Miles Turner, so why not? But, um, you know, all, all these, listen, they're all rumors until they're not. So... You know, Gambo's shot down millions of things before, and some of them have actually come to fruition, and they've 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 actually been confirmed, and they they happen. So he's not 100 percent on everything, but you know, for the most part, he's 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 right. Eugenius in the chat says, "Doesn't free agency start at 3 p.m. Eastern on July 1st?" Yes, you're right. They did change it. I just used I used to love where all these front office people were showing up at people's doors at midnight. It was much, much more entertaining, but now they've made it more TV friendly so they can talk about it. Because you got to make money off yeah, of it. Exactly. You can't make money if everyone's asleep. Uh, Debt Nibble um, in the chat says, Brogdon doesn't fit our timeline. He's pushing 30. The timeline does not exist anymore. You, you the timeline a- existed before James Jones era. You have a 37-year-old point guard. This guy's, like, young compared to that. Oh, yeah. Like, He's <laughs> a baby. Welcome to the new timeline. I'm just yeah. a baby. The you guys seen that video? Like that. No. It's funny. I remember the... Trade machine Tuesday. Uh, Girthquake said he just saw Katie at Cobra Arcade, so... <laughs> there you go. I'm telling you. Apparently he likes video games as well. Come on, Katie. You um, got everything here that you need. I need some ex- expansion on this. Uh, because we need a because it's Lindsay shirts. Yeah, song. I don't. What it was? Well, didn't you didn't you say that with the draft stuff? <laughs> because it's Lindsay that? that people. Oh just love. yeah, yeah. That's, that's where it's true. covered from. Okay, we didn't say draft because it's Lindsay. She's gonna win. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I'm not mad at that. All right. I'm yeah, nobody, nobody needs. Brian that wants shirt. to know what shoes you're wearing. Oh yeah, I'm wearing the uh, the Steph Curry white nursing shoes. Nursing shoes. Yeah, that's what everybody like made fun of them when they first came out. So, well, I mean, I get that, but they are clean. I like, I like them. them. I like. They're really comfortable. So that's a positive because they're nursing shoes. <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Any <laughs> final thoughts on all of these things? Not really. No. <laughs> okay. Cool. We're gonna. I love be... when you ask that because we're usually like, no, we're. Good. I know. I should never ask it unless Gerald's here because Gerald always <laughs> has final thoughts. Uh, just a reminder: we're gonna be hanging out tomorrow for the draft party. And if you want to come join us, tune in, 445, same place as always. I highly recommend stopping at a grocery store or heading down to the Four Peaks Brewery and picking up some Four Peaks beers so that you can enjoy them while we all kind of have a good time throughout this draft because it's going to be a good amount of time. What We're looking at like four or five hours of just hanging out. 
and talking basketball and all the things. So we're gonna have food. We're gonna have fun. We're gonna have games. We're gonna have insanity. Yeah. I guarantee some dumb move gets made that we're all shocked by. Uh, not by the Suns necessarily, just in general that we laugh at. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll even if uh, we'll bring up all the memes that are going on on social. We're gonna have a good time tomorrow. It yeah. is. So definitely grab some Four Peaks beer and then settle in and come hang out with us tomorrow. Also, just grab some Four Peaks beer just because it's that delightful. Because it's, it's delicious. Exactly. So just remember to be 21 or older and enjoy responsibly. Also, didn't you mention earlier in the show or maybe we didn't? We're having a draft party for the Coyotes. Oh, yes. At Four Peaks Absolutely. Brewery, right? Absolutely. July 7th. Yeah, right yeah. around the corner, July 7th. So our whole entire Coyotes crew will be out there. Two weeks from tomorrow. It'll be a lot of fun. We're going to be in, in Vegas. That's the day we head out to Vegas for summer you league. You guys will be. I'll be at That's the draft Jesus, this guy. Well, hey, I'm, I'm literally flying him out that night so he can come join us in right. Vegas. <laughs> I'm not crying. I'm actually excited to be at the draft party. You should party. be excited to be at the draft party. I love our Coyotes party. people. There you go. I'm there to support them. Will you guys Jaunt off to to this, party in Vegas. Jesus, a party in Vegas. We're not going to work at all. So no. the guy who gets to fly, well, we'll have to drive. Right? Yeah, well, you know, boo freaking who? Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> well, shush. Emma, mute his mic. Mute his mic. Emma, you do it. <laughs> she muted. We have some problems. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love you, Emma. You've redeemed some things after that. Horrendous uh, video. Do we have yesterday. that video? I really wish we could just play that. <laughs> you know that video. what video we should play though? If you guys haven't seen it, go to Josh Hunt's Twitter because <laughs> yes, I'm not even fantastic. kidding. That made me laugh. We'll play it on the so draft show hard. And you gotta watch to the very end because the first time I didn't watch the very end. I think we have and then it. the second time I watched the very end and I was like, okay. I think Emma's Very getting clever. it. Maybe we should play it if we find it. If we don't, if we don't play it today, we'll play it definitely on the. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll just we'll play tomorrow. it tomorrow because we're yeah. we're done. We don't have anything. <laughs> we're gonna else have to a lot of about. time to kill tomorrow, so <laughs> we'll show Josh's video. Thank sure. you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you as always. Until tomorrow, you can follow me on Twitter at Lindsay Smith Az. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Until Bookman, tomorrow? and of course, you can follow Espo okay. at Espo. Oh, I thought you like until tomorrow you can follow me at this like you're gonna change your handle or something. No, it's more like until we see you <laughs> we'll next see time. You, again. you can follow me. Gotcha. Is this another next season, this season <laughs> debate here that Saul doesn't understand? Ay vey. Espo, take us home. I don't even know what to say when Bookman does that kind of thing. Ahoy oh, oi. oi. <laughs>